Section two of Ketchup. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Recording by Peter Yearsley. Ketchup by A. W. and K. G. Bitting. Section two. The manufacture of tomato ketchup. It is but natural that a product of this kind should vary greatly in flavour due to the selection and quantity of spices, salt, sugar, and vinegar used, and in consistency due to the degree of concentration and fineness with which the base has been comminuted. Most of the recipes for home-made ketchup call for rather liberal spicing and long cooking so that they have a fairly heavy body. These ensure good keeping quality but impart a dark colour to the product. The manufacture of ketchup upon a large commercial scale is of rather recent development and is confined almost wholly to the use of tomatoes as a base. There was little ketchup of the kind best known at present made prior to 1899, as most ketchup was made by what was known as the natural fermentation method, that is, allowing the tomato pulp to ferment spontaneously and using the solid portion for stock. This method was continued, though on a decreasing scale, until 1908, at which time it was practically prohibited. Beginning about 1890, ketchup was made from fresh pulp and barrel stock without fermentation, the fermentation being prevented by the use of a preservative. The method is still in use. The first extensive manufacture of non-preservative ketchup began about 1908, though a few firms had been making it prior to that time the pioneer probably being e c hazard of shrewsbury new jersey from the amount of space given to the subject of ketchup in the canning and food journals one might conclude that it is a difficult product to make or that it is one of very great importance it is in reality very easy to produce but has assumed a prominence among food subjects which it does not deserve due to the fact that some manufacturers have not yet learned the necessity for using care or persist in using material of questionable quality ketchup is made in the home with very simple apparatus a colander or sieve for breaking and straining the pulp and a copper porcelain or earthen kettle for cooking being all that is necessary the cooking of the tomatoes with the spices sugar vinegar etc is generally done slowly until a heavy body is obtained which results in a dark colour but ensures sterility of the product when it goes into the container and also contributes to keeping quality after it is opened in the factory many refinements are necessary to make a commercial article which will attract the eye as well as satisfy the sense of taste the usual dark coloured rough home-made article will not command a sale over a grocer's counter alongside of that made in a modern commercial kitchen here sorting tables washing machine scalder cyclone for pulping steam jacketed kettle tanks with coils or vacuum pan for cooking finishing machine bottle washing and filling machine are all necessary the pipes carrying the pulp from one machine or vat to another must be enamelled bronze tin lined or silver plated to prevent the fruit juice from coming into contact with iron or anything which will cause discoloration the work is done speedily and the cooking done in the shortest possible time in order to secure the brightest colour and smoothest consistency the stock should be whole sound ripe tomatoes preferably grown near the factory so that they may be delivered promptly after picking and with the minimum injury they should be picked when in prime vine ripened condition fruit picked when just turning and allowed to stand one or two days to colour will not have the same rich flavour as when vine ripened 
but will stand rougher handling. Green fruit gives a weak color, and overripe fruit is prone to become injured and spoil in handling. The tomato should be through the process of manufacture within 24 hours from the time that it is taken from the vine. Repeated experiments have shown that rapid handling of fruits and vegetables gives the best results for canning, and the tomato is no exception to the rule when used for ketchup. The variety of tomato used is of importance. The tomato will vary in solids from less than 5.5% to nearly 8.75%. In soluble solids, from less than 3.5 to nearly 6.5%, in sugar, from about 2.25% to 4.25%, and in acidity, from 0.3% to 0.6%. The colors will vary from an almost creamy white to a very deep red, with variations in yellow and purple. The only way to get uniformity in a product is to select one good variety and discard others. The preference is for a clear red smooth tomato of medium size, firm and of fair acidity. While colour may be only skin deep, as far as being red, yellow or purple is concerned, experience has shown that a clear red variety gives a better and more lasting colour than yellow or purple. A medium-sized smooth tomato is preferred because of less adherence of dirt, fewer cracks and generally more even ripening to the stem. A fairly acid tomato imparts more flavour and needs less vinegar in the finished product. The fleshy portion of the tomato gives the body, but the pulp about the seeds furnishes the characteristic flavour. The collecting of tomatoes in the field should be done at short intervals, so that the fruit may be taken when in prime condition. Where picking is done at too wide intervals, there is a tendency to take fruit that is only coloured and not really ripe, and for some to be left and become over-ripe. In both cases the manufacturer is the one to suffer by increasing the expense of sorting, holding the green, if he is to make a high-grade product, and by waste from cracking and mashing of the overripe. The stems should be left in the field, as they increase the weight, and may injure the product to a certain extent. The handling should be in shallow crates. These should have strong cleats across the ends, so that one may be placed above the other without touching the fruit, and if of considerable length, should have a partition. The cleats permit space for ventilation, in case they must be stacked for a few hours or more. The depth should be such as not to permit more than three or four layers of fruit. The deep box and the conical basket are not well suited as carriers, and should not be used, unless delivery can be made by wagon, direct from the field and within a few hours after gathering. It is the rule to see cars and barges loaded with baskets arrive at the factory with more or less of the fruit in bad condition. When one basket is set on the edges of two or three others in stacking, there is always cutting of a few of the top fruit. The movement in riding causes others to gradually settle and pack into the cone shape of the bottom, so that if they be held for a day or more, there will be loss of juice, consequent growth of mould, and contamination of the sound fruit from the infected. The actual loss from this form of handling has not been determined, but is undoubtedly much larger than is generally supposed. It is the belief of the writer that the loss is not far from 10%. It is certainly much greater than the difference in the cost of freight and handling of the box over the basket. All baskets and boxes become more or less infected with mould during the season, and this spreads to the fruit, the contamination increasing 
the longer the fruit is held the tighter it becomes wedged together or the greater the cracking the shallow crate affords the better protection when tomatoes arrive at the factory they should be purchased by weight for sound fruit buying by the box or basket is antiquated and not satisfactory to either buyer or seller under the recent federal net weight law purchase by basket or crate must show on each container the exact weight or measure if there be interstate shipment and the same is true for some of the states it should not be necessary to give more than a general inspection at the factory a contract for ripe fruit at ten dollars per ton which when delivered requires sorting and the holding of unripe and the discarding of defective fruit is equivalent to ten dollars plus all the additional cost in labor and the loss in making it fit for use if it be necessary to hold the tomatoes for some time at the factory before manufacture the crates should be stacked in tiers with a foot or more of space between each tier for the circulation of air stacking the tomatoes in solid blocks affords the ideal condition for the increase of molds there can be no doubt that large quantities of fruit have been lost each year from neglect of this simple precaution recently a method of holding in water has been originated by mr e w grosvenor at paoli indiana and consists in using large tanks capable of receiving five hundred or more bushels in which tomatoes are submerged in cold water as soon as received and then held until they can be used the device is based upon the theory that the tomato skin is practically impervious to water also that the molds require air for their development and by submergence in water their activity would be lessened these tanks are made with false bottoms to receive the sand and dirt are provided with jets to supply fresh water and to cause the tomatoes to automatically feed upon the conveyor the first impression is that the tomatoes are soaking in rather dirty water but tests show that they absorb very little if any water and examination at every stage shows them to be washed cleaner than by the usual method the work has not been carried far enough to be conclusive nor to indicate its limitations experiments made to duplicate the factory conditions comparing air and water storage for short periods were decidedly favorable to the latter much less change occurred in water storage for twenty-four to forty-eight hours than in the air and there was the further advantage that the tomatoes were washed freer from dirt sand and mold and that rot was cut out better under the water sprays some lots of tomatoes were held as long as eighty hours but this is not to be recommended when rotting does occur under water it is of a different character from that in the open and is far more offensive if tomatoes be accepted at the factory in a mixed condition that is greenish ripe and overripe they should be passed first over a sorting belt and preferably one which will turn all sides of the fruit to the inspectors the green fruit should be held out in separate crates to ripen and the unfit fruit be discarded if green fruit be not accepted the inspection can be done better after washing in any event the fruit must pass slowly on the table and in single layers no inspection can be made adequate if the tomatoes pile on the belt two or three layers deep or pass at such a rate that the eyes tire and all look alike this is a place where more belts moving slowly and fewer persons working on each belt will give the better results hand sorting is essential and far more important than in tomato canning 
in the latter the defective parts are cut away but no machine has yet been devised to make the separation complete in making pulp or ketchup one other point in inspection is the removal of the stems which should be the duty of the pickers but which is often neglected if the ketchup is to have the brightest cleanest color the removal of the stem is advantageous and furthermore if the tomatoes are raised on sandy ground there may be enough sand held around the stem to make appreciable grit some manufacturers leave the stem on to give flavor end of section two